Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Happy motherfucking Friday! First one of the year. First Friday of 2023. Welcome to After 9, everybody. It's Scott, Kat, and Dave Blizzard joins us. Hello! Just it- before we go any further... <laughs> oh. <laughs> We have a question. Aren't you on vacation? I Why am, are you here? I am. <laughs> Look at I, you. I ask myself the same question day in and day out. Well, I felt terrible <laughs> because I had emailed Dave not knowing he was on vacation about something that definitely could have waited. I didn't know. And then Dave, being the amazing manager that he is, called me. And we we sorted it out. Everything's fine. And then And then he says... Oh, by the way, I'm like technically on vacation. I'm like, why did you even answer my email? You should have ignored all of us. Ignore us all. Here's, it's a, it's a, I know it's a flaw and it's something I've got to work on, but um, I always worry that my help or decision or whatever it may be is going to hold up three different processes. Ah. So. And then it, make it worse when you get back to. Partially, sometimes? yes, for me, but yeah. also because I don't want to. Uh, you know, hinder the process that anyone else is doing. Like if I throw a random idea, if somebody wants to try to do something on, on the air for their show mm-hmm. and they send me an idea. Okay, well, I want to go through that idea, go through it quickly. And, and if it's a good idea, then yes, here's what we need to do to make it happen. I don't want to wait right. until I'm back next week and all of that time, that great idea could have been on the air right? You know, or something like that. Right. So that's that's kind of the it's it's crazy I know because that it means keeps, you're passionate about what you do though don't you find like people who think that way probably I mean you like it it also means I it don't must. understand uh, work life balance so right. there's, you there's, should there's yeah, you, should work, you should work on that too that that's yeah. definitely something I need to work on we'll this put year. that in your performance review okay yeah, you work my, on that it's one of my New Year's resolutions <laughs> never mind my performance review <laughs> I need to do this in life. <laughs> Uh, first time we've talked to you this year. Is everything good? Did you have a good New Year and a good Christmas? Yeah, this Christmas holiday was delayed a day because of the weather. Uh, I do the cross provincial travel that we talked about on the last podcast, which is annoying, but we do it. We see our family in that, but we also planned we planned rest. If that makes any sense, like scheduled it. I kind of said these two really? days. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. We're not hmm. doing anything. I I legitimately want to wake up in the clothes that I'm in. And go to sleep in those same clothes if I want to. Like, wow. just that lazy. Wow. I want a day where I am not, I don't need to know what day it is. I don't even need to know what time it is. And I got a few of those days. That's all I really wanted. That was it for my holiday. I bought a one-month subscription to the PlayStation Network, and oh, I have been no. abusing the shit out of it. <laughs> have you? Are, are you downloading games, what or are you, are you playing? just playing online? No, I just play Call of Duty. That's the only oh, game I play. Okay. But the only time I have to play, and when I know I'm in relaxation mode, I'll actually play, was between Christmas and New Year's. So I bought the one-month subscription, which I really only needed for a week, because I haven't played it once since we came back to work <laughs> right. on Tuesday. Yeah. All so right. when you're playing Call of Duty, are you good at it? Ish. Not great. I mean, I still get my ass kicked a lot. <laughs> if, if it's like, there's certain hours of the day. When kids are up and active, like like at night, I get my ass kicked all day long. But if I get up and play at like 7 a.m. against other professionals that are just trying to <laughs> kill off some time, then I can usually hold my own. 
You, so you're not worried about getting yelled at by like a nine-year-old from Botswana or anything like that? Like, oh, my God. How terrible you are at this game? Do you talk to them, though, is my question, because my oh, husband yeah, actually has... Yeah, like, do you talk to them? Uh, occasionally. Do I do have a headset. I just don't really like to engage with them, because I don't know who they are or what they yeah, want. Yeah, my husband's actually friends, like, became friends with a guy from Australia. He's hilarious, because they became friends over Call of Duty, him and another friend here in Canada. So we have a place to go in Australia. I don't really know if I'll find myself there anytime soon. But he's, like, become friends with them, because he plays with them all all the time. Can you also picture Scott being good at video games? Mm, not really. I, I can't see you being good at a game. I don't know why. I just yell. Do you just mash? Are you a button masher or do you know what you're doing? Because like, no, I'm like, a button masher. I, I know what I'm doing. It's just most of the time nah. I get killed. It's fucking bullshit. I will tell and you. And that's what everybody says, right? <laughs> oh, it's fucking bullshit. This game I is, shot him first. Yeah, why do they make the game if you can't beat it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this distinctly. I got like one of the new Mario Kart games, but I maybe Nintendo nice. Wii something. I can't remember which system it was, but had a bunch of people over. Scott was one of them. He's playing the game. And this was like over, I would say like a month of time had gone by. So I knew this was something that sat in Scott's head. So we played the game and he got his ass whooped. Like it was embarrassing. He, he was bad oh, at no. Mario Kart. Like womp womp when they use have to use that effect at the end. Yeah. Womp womp womp. Yeah, like uh, like the uh, like the, the playout music is playing and Scott's still racing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he constantly had like the reverse arrow on the screen. He's like, "You're going the <laughs> Do wrong a way." U-turn. And he's like, "How do you go this?" Oh, and he just got so mad. That's great. But like a month later, I was in the car with him. We were, we carpooled to an event, and he was kind of. Driving a little, eh, I wouldn't say erratic, but he was he, eh, not Scott's best driving. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he goes, stupid turtle shells. <laughs> and he oh was like my. still mad about Mario Kart. And it was like he was trying to prove to me he could drive. <laughs> that is hilarious. You know what's that scary? And I know we're going off, we're going way off of, of the other topics that we're going to cover yeah. here. But when it comes to uh, video games, I find that it can be really addictive and kind of scary at the same time. I remember when I moved into my house and we didn't have any form of cable or at the time there was no streaming. This was my first house. And all I had was video games. So I started to play Grand Theft Auto. Oh, nice. A lot. Like, That's a rabbit hole you can get sucked honestly, into. Honestly, though, too much to the point where when I was out in my car, I was thinking, you know, I could easily just hit that person. I could easily <laughs> just, yes, it was bad. Oh, that's diabolical. I'm like keeping my eyes yeah. for out for hookers that I could run over. <laughs> like, it, and then I'm, I'm just like, I felt like I was Nico. Like I was living that life. It was, uh, it was bad. I cut myself off and I'm happy to say I haven't played GTA in a long time. Cat's got a lead pipe in the back yeah, of the car. Yeah, it wasn't good. Ready it to grab at any time. <laughs> Most people will keep something like a snow brush. <laughs> it's got a lead pipe. Just in case. <laughs> Did you sell any drugs during that period? I did not. No, no. It was just a weird thing when I was driving because when you're so used to picturing that when you're playing a video game and then you're doing that, driving anyway, it's weird. Like I would picture myself as, and I was like, this is a bad, bad, bad road. Cat's heading to Vice City. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a cop and then it was like, uh-oh. Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> you're looking up at the left of your, your windshield looking for a star. <laughs> the cops are chasing me. Looking for the helicopters. Yeah. I'm like, am I there yet? <laughs> That's incredible. That's great. Um, okay, so I'll catch you up here, Dave. I have been trying to get into this saga of the royal family. And and I watched the Oprah special, and I felt like, eh, this is, this is nothing. The Netflix special, I watched it, and I was angry that I watched all six episodes because I wanted my six hours back because it was just filled with nothing. It just seemed manufactured drama. And now the book comes out, and Kat 
trying to get me to see it the other way, keeps giving me these strategic leaks that Harry and Meghan are putting out. Ah. And and I think we're in a position now. <laughs> Tell me if I'm speaking out of turn here. I feel like we disagree on this. Um, kind, you know what? I'm just trying to see both. I'm, I would like to see the other side. The problem is we're not getting it. All we're getting is Harry and Meghan's side. So that I understand completely. We're never going to hear from William and Kate on this because that's not what they do. They might release a statement, though. That's it after the memoir. Who knows? Because sometimes they, they put out blanket statements. You know what I mean? Sure. They might. But I'm just saying, I guess we do kind of disagree in a way because you're pretty thoroughly against Meghan and Harry at this point. I'm not there yet. Okay. All right. Uh, Dave? Before I play this audio for you, Harry and Meghan, they are apparently doing all this to try and get the attention of uh, Prince King Charles and Prince William. They just want to have a talk, and, and the, the palace won't engage. Think it's bullshit or not? They got to be in a WhatsApp group or something. <laughs> there's there's no group chat. Yeah, there's a family group chat. There has to be. No longer. Oh, we before we you play this too. We should also mention there was a physical fight. You heard about this yes. this week? Okay. Yeah. Between William and Harry. Okay. And this is all according to Harry because he's the only one talking. So that I found interesting too. So now we know about the physical fight, and that was a big deal when that story came to light. And now this is a bit of a snippet of um, an interview. So this is not in full. We're not getting everything here, but it's a bit of one of the interviews that's going to air on Sunday night. I don't know how staying silent is ever going to make things better. Wouldn't your brother say to you, Harry, how could you do this to me? After everything, after everything we went through, wouldn't that be what he would say? He'd probably say all sorts of different things. Some people will say, you have railed against invasions of your privacy all your life. But they, the accusation will be, here are you invading the privacy of your most nearest and dearest without permission. That'll be the accusation. That'll be the accusation from the people that don't understand or don't want to believe that my family have been briefing the press. If you're invited to the coronation, will you come? There's a lot that can happen between now and then. but. You know, the door is always open. The, the ball is in their court. There's a lot to be discussed, and I really hope that they are willing to sit down and talk about it. Do you still believe in the monarchy? Yes. Do you believe you'll play a part in its future? I don't know. Ooh, the music. I don't know so how so staying good. silent no, is ever going to... Yeah. Um, okay, can we start at the end? Him, sure. him not going to the coronation. You can have all the family disputes you want, but your father will never be crowned king again in either of your lives. So you should absolutely go to that coronation. It doesn't matter how pissed off you are. You should absolutely go to that coronation, Harry. Even if you have to fly commercial and buy a ticket to get in, you should be there if you're serious about trying to reconnect with the royals. What if it's only Southwest available? <laughs> then he might not make it, but at least he tries. He tried. <laughs> you will go and sit in that airport for a day. <laughs> Prove that you care. Um I'm trying to figure out, because they're not saying it, obviously, but it's very obtuse. Um, what's the problem? Do mm -hmm. we know? Like, Because it's always like, oh, there's a lot of things we need to discuss. Like, like what? Well, what are we talking about here? Because you're, you're going to the public to say, we're not the bad guys, but you're not talking about anything. So nobody knows what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, it's the interesting part is the excerpt that came out from the book about William and Harry's fight even had to do with Megan. Okay, so understandably, if someone said something about your wife, if anyone said something about your partner, right, you're going to defend them. So in this case, William said she was abrasive, rude. There were a few other words that were thrown around. But obviously something, I agree with you, had to happen even before that. Was it the fact that they were going to leave the royals and that's when 
you know, everything started to get really, really tense in the relationship and then it kind of escalated. Uh, maybe, but that seemed to that seemed to be the initial problem. But yeah, it seems like way more happened since then. And I feel like Harry needs to bring some receipts, by the way, when he's claiming that they and here's where I, I will say for Harry bring some evidence when you're saying that your family leaked stuff to the media about you and Megan. Like who? Mm, that's, and a big, what? that's a big, bold right? claim. Was yeah. it UK Sun? What article? Like, give us more details. And how did you find out about it? If you don't, if you just say that they leaked stuff, and that's one of the reasons that I'm upset with them, that we are upset with them, give us some, give us something more. Is there is there anything that is that this drama is stopping them from achieving or accomplishing? Like, didn't they say like we kind of don't really want to be part of this, um, which is why they left, mm-hmm. and it's why they now live in North America and. I thought that they kind of just yeah. maybe quietly wanted to move on. Um, but is there something like this? Maybe re- rephrase my question. Is there something that they're trying to achieve that they can't because of this uh, relationship that they or lack thereof with the royal family? Uh, I think I don't know. Like I, this is where some people believe it's about selling the books. Now, first and foremost, Harry already got forty million dollars for this book. Oh my god! No yeah. matter forty million. Uh-huh. So, oh my from like, god. wouldn't we all kind of sell some people out for forty million? I think in a, you know, in a perfect world, we'd say no, but it's not a perfect world. So he wants to sell books because he gets that's just a blanket. That's like a I think whatever that is, he'll get forty million, and then he he'll get more depending on the sales of the book. Is it all about money, though? I mean, I'm, I think there's going to be some truth in, in the memoir. Is it all going to be exactly truthful? It's one person's side. But unfortunately for the royals, this is where I kind of feel bad for them in a way. I do, but I don't. William can't say anything. It's kind of a rule uh, in the monarchy where you can't do... You, they can't just go on fucking Jimmy Fallon and correct the mm. whole thing. That's not... <laughs> Harry can. Harry's going on Stephen Colbert on Tuesday, too. Like, he's allowed to do whatever he wants because he's out of this whole thing. Well, did but, he do a whole Netflix show? Like, he, exactly. He, he kind of say can what do, you want. They can do whatever they want, and it's their side, and are they going to go... Is the other side going to go out of their way to defend him? Is this making things worse? Maybe. Harry claims, as you heard in that clip, it won't make anything worse. Staying silent won't make it better, so I might as well do this and see what happens. I... Hmm. How long did he give it? You know, I think that there was a lot of reason, especially when he said he wanted out. He was going to pack up and move to America. He didn't want those royal duties anymore. And then he still pissed up or kicked up a big fuss because he wasn't allowed to, like, wear his military uniform at uh, the uh, Prince Philip's funeral right. and things like that. Yeah. He was mad about that and this, and he still wanted to be a royal. He just didn't want to be a royal. He wanted to be a part-time royal where he could drop in and go here or go there. Well, now it seems like he wants back in and he's getting the cold shoulder from the palace, understandably, because he did break protocol and go and talk. And let's not forget what started the physical fight between William and Harry. William said to him, hey, listen, your wife's a bit of a bitch. She's abrasive. Is that what happened? But he said, well, your he, wife is rude. She's abrasive. And she's, there was another. Yeah, um, there was a few words. A scallywag. A few, a few. <laughs> <laughs> there were a few words in there. And Basically, like, but you hear that, and obviously that's not going to make you happy. But again, we don't know what led to that. Okay, but I mean, those are two brothers who have been through everything and grew up almost exclusively with each other as company. You could make the case that for a long time they were best friends. And and there were times when they didn't see each other. I get it. Times when Harry was doing tours of duty in Afghanistan and so on and so forth. And you change as people always. Sure. But I mean, they were always a constant in each other's lives. I have to think this is a solvable problem. But if... If Probably di- not that many people who could say to Harry how they feel about his wife, too. Exactly. So he's one of the very few. Yeah, maybe the only. Yeah. Yeah. 
I get that nobody wants to hear someone they care about talk shit about someone else they care about. Mm-hmm. But if I care about Dave, which I do, if I went to Dave and said, no, that's adorable. Hey, Dave, listen, your wife is rude and she's <laughs> abrasive and obnoxious and obnoxious. <laughs> and and he might not want to hear that, but maybe he needs to hear that. If if what uh, if that rude, obnoxious and abrasive behavior may impact his career. Maybe he just might need to hear that. And what he does with that advice is totally up to him. It sounds like Harry instantly got his back up because now he's got a serious girlfriend that he wants to settle down with and just took it way, way, way too personal. Mm. And let's keep in mind, this wasn't William saying, I don't like your wife, you shouldn't marry, or your fiance, you shouldn't marry this girl. He wasn't just bringing Megan into the family. He was bringing Megan into the family business. And that's a different story. So I feel like William, as the heir to the throne, has a right to tell Harry, hey, listen, this isn't exactly uh, what we had in mind here. At that point, though, it should be noted, because this is 2019, they got into the fight. It got really bad. And that was after they had told them. So it's not like, hey, you just started dating this girl. They, had, they were married. Okay, so, hey, well, hey, Harry, maybe... Like, he's already in it, so I don't know what William's point was, what William was trying to do, if that's the case. Yeah, you're a little late there. Yeah, like, he's already married, so this is a little bit different when you're like, hey, your wife, by the way. (laughs) By the way, way, and I think they had a... Did they have a kid yet? They might have had a kid. It was 2019. Yeah, they had a kid already. Okay, so maybe this conversation, and again, we'll never know, because all we get is Harry and Meghan's side of the story. Is it possible that William just went to him and said, hey, listen, she's rude, she's abrasive. As you know, because you've grown up in it, we have certain protocols and certain traditions that we have to adhere to as the monarchy. So maybe... Just keep the wife home when you want to go and do some of these uh, more formal he was already events. Gone. See, I don't buy that because he was already gone at that point. They had already announced. It was right before COVID in 2019 when they announced that they were gone. And so that's not what that was. That was after the fact, after they had announced that they weren't going to be doing all these royal duties and things like that. That's when a fight, that's when William really got angry. I don't understand why William gives, gives a shit though. I mean, if that's my sibling... And I can't put myself in that position of being in, in the royal family. But if that's my sibling who decides, hey, let's say we have a family business. And that sibling says, you know what? I don't want to be a part of this family business. I'd be like, you know what? You do you. You know, so what the heck is William's problem? Well, I think two points to that. I think William seems like he's more of the traditionalist mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. Harry is. So he's probably looking at this whole thing, like not giving Megan the space to learn the things that she needs to learn about the, the lifestyle, all of that stuff. Uh, and then the second point I was going to ask is who would win in that fist fight? I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I, if I'm a bad man, if I Harry know who I'm fought picking. Back? If it's Harry and William in a physical yeah, altercation. Yeah, because it was William that, pu- that threw a, what was it, a hit? Or a slap? He threw a hit. He <laughs> threw a hit. He didn't punch him. He didn't say use the word punch. No, he said he grabbed him by, grabbed the, collar by the collar and pushed him and threw him down. Okay. Or he's a he pusher. pushed him that and he fell That makes sense down. to me. He's a pusher. Uh, I'm gonna w- Harry's going to win. If, 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, Harry's winning, in my opinion, you, if putting, he fights back. Yeah. Scott, who would you take in that one-on-one? See, I don't know. I'd like William's to say tall, Harry, though. Harry's the obvious answer because Harry is a trained soldier. Yeah. And in this book, apparently he admits he killed 25 Taliban soldiers. He admits that in the book? In wow. the book. Mm-hmm. Like, who the fuck brags about killing 25 people? Yeah. That's weird thing to say but he uh he's definitely experienced and he's a hands-on kind of guy so i would take harry however william 
sometimes those quiet ones, you never know. Like maybe William, when he's not doing future king shit, just sits around and watches MMA and practices. I don't know. <laughs> he's just sparring. He's a black belt in jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> And nobody and knows never it. Know. Yeah. Uh, I'm putting my life savings on Harry in a fight one on one. For sure. He was probably shocked. And there, even though it's it's uh, uh, two princes whose grandmother is the queen and their dad is the future king, I feel like you're still a little bit responsive to when your older brother comes to you in a serious way. If I come, if I go to my younger brother, Jeff, and I say to him, hey, I want to talk to you about something. He's going to drop what he's doing and listen. And it doesn't matter how busy he is. There's still a, hey, we spent uh, 20 years living together. And right. and no matter what, I'm still a little bit higher up in the pecking order just by birth year. I wonder if there's a little bit of bitterness just with the title of the book alone. Because I learned about the title today. I knew it was called Spare. But the reason why it's called Spare is because it's based off of William. William is the heir and Harry was known as the Spare. Oh. But why would you name your memoir Spare? It's almost like there's, obviously there's some trauma happening there. Too. Seriously. But like, honestly, yeah. like that's when it made me realize like this book is really all about your brother and the feelings that you had towards him. Because why would you title the book? Well, it's, be- it's better than the draft title, which was My Brother's an Asshole by <laughs> Harry. <laughs> which would still be a bestseller. That absolutely would be. Wow. So I don't know how I just got roped into the drama. Now I'm curious. Yeah, Aren't no, you, though? Yeah. I, I'll watch I, all the interview yeah. stuff so you guys don't have to. So if there's anything good on the podcast on Monday, we'll play some. I think so, too. Yeah, There's a word to describe a person like you, and that's hero. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I do what I can. <laughs> thank you for watching that. So a woman has shared a video on TikTok. And this one actually got more comments than shares because people are actually kind of mortified at what they saw here. The woman is pregnant and she decided the way that she was going to tell her husband that she's pregnant was this. She took the pregnancy test. She got the confirmation. Is it? Does it turn blue or what, what is it? It lines. depends. It depends. There's lines. Usually it's two lines if you have that or one will tell you pregnant. It depends on how expensive it is. Ah, okay. The dollar store one says, oh, shit. <laughs> the dollar store ones, by the way, work just as good as the other shit. Yeah. Buy the dollar store ones, people. So she gets this pregnancy test and we're all familiar with how they work. You pee on it and from your urine, it can tell that you're pregnant mm-hmm. and roughly how far along you are. Those are the expensive ones. Yeah. So she has pissed all over this stick. <laughs> And her bit was, she went to her husband and said, I'm going to take your temperature. Stick out your tongue. <gasps> yes, I know. She put the no. pregnancy test in his mouth and said, and walked away and said, hey, uh, what's your temperature? What does it say? The guy pulls it out and he's like, oh, oh my God, we're having a baby. You know what? They can do it better. I'm going to play the audio for you. This is the, a bit from this video. Honey, can I check your temperature oh, under your tongue? Yeah. Here, you put your tongue down? All right. Okay, what does it say? You're pregnant? There was a longer gap between there. We just edited yeah. it for time for the radio show, and we weren't going to unedit it for the podcast, so that's what you get. Probably a, a long uh, we know, stretch it's waiting. of confusion, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, huh? What does well, it say? This thermometer's really thick. Yeah. <laughs> What about this thermometer tastes like piss? Yeah, yeah, there's that. I, well, I was going to say, or did it? I, maybe they're into water sports. I don't know. And hey, maybe they're. Some people do that for recreational purposes. That's what I'm saying. And maybe he, he didn't even bat an eye. Would it be that? Listen, I'm not saying that people should do this, but there's a cap on the, that you put on the end. So for those who are not familiar with what a pregnancy test is like, so you pee on it and there's a cap and you put the cap on the end. We know that there's spray and splash back and shit like that. So what if she disinfected it? 
after she put the cap on, she fully disinfected it. Does that make it better for you, Dave? No, I'm still okay. not interested. Yeah. Oh, I don't think anyone would be interested. Yeah, if you gave me the option before, yeah. <laughs> I'm probably saying no thank you. Nope, I'm good. <laughs> so is that okay? I mean, because some people are making the case of, hey, they're married. They have sex. He puts part of him in part of her. Yeah, That's how she got pregnant. Absolutely. What does it matter if a little pee ends up no. in his mouth? Why do we got to bring piss into it? What's we've a all little put, pee? We've all put worse in our mouths. <laughs> Don't lie. So oh. do those... <laughs> That's fucking gross, yeah, by the like, way. You just like, keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> we needed a whole side series podcast. <laughs> Things cats put in her mouth. <laughs> Be the longest episode we've ever yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> Things cats put in her mouth slash my brother's an asshole. That's the title of her book. Yeah. My memoir. Yeah. A life. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, uh, the my initial reaction was ew ew mm-hmm. gross yeah I guess it I mean at the end of the day it's not that big of a deal but um it was I don't know it's not I'm sure it's not fresh <laughs> I'm sure it's not still wet mm. I don't I don't know you would hope how did you inform your husband if you don't mind my asking Kat, yeah, that you were having a baby did I you pee in his mouth I did not <laughs> honey lay down I got some news for I you did not forget the stick <laughs> <laughs> this is definitive. <laughs> We had uh, our baby before our babies uh, was our dog, Leo. So I think it was, I tied like a note to him and just waited for him to figure out that I tied a note to our dog. That's, that, that was the first one. Was the dog like, what shit yeah, is what this? Yeah, get, get this off me now. And what do you mean there's a baby coming? <laughs> um, and then the second time was not, it was not an event. It was, uh, I think by the time you get to the second, especially our, mine was so quick. My pregnancies were really quick back to back. And it was more just a, Wait a minute, a boobs hurt. Yep, I'm pregnant. Just so you know, it's happening. Is that how you know your boobs hurt? That well, that was me. Everyone's different, but yeah, for me, it was like a feel. It was nauseous. Actually, I was really nauseous with the second one. But uh, yeah, it was. I I just knew. I was like, yeah, I'm definitely pregnant again. Huh? Definitely happening. So you you went all out, big big reveal for the first one and the second it one. It was like, ah, oh, my tits hurt. Shit. <laughs> Well, I mean, in all fairness, he was a part of the process, so I think he knew it was a possibility. Ah, yeah. Got well, it. sure. He was very involved. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's not like it's that much of a surprise, is it? How I did? Th- how do? Can you say how your wife told you? Yeah, I actually feel bad about it. How she? Oh, told me really? Yeah, I actually do. I actually feel bad about how she did it. So, um, I, she went to work and uh, found out before she went to work, and I was still asleep. Um, so oh. she f- woke up and found out. Uh, f- took the test first thing in the morning and, and been trying for a while. So yeah. she was like, oh my God, she didn't wake me up. She went to work. She went At a girl. Work. So yeah, she was the whole that's time, great. like she's freaking out. She's like, oh my God, like I am, I'm pregnant. Like she sh- shot a little video and um, I, and she didn't tell, obviously didn't tell anybody. Yeah, she posted a really sweet bi- video after. Yeah. I remember, I remember, yeah. Yeah, so that that was her her real, genuine, that was the first time she found out. Yeah. So that was her reaction. She's like, I'm so excited, I'm going to cry, um, and all this and that. So I had I, worked really late the night before, so I slept later. She got home from work, came in, and she's like, hey, can you come upstairs? And I was... I was playing video games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. It all comes full circle, everybody. I was sitting on the couch. Dodging shells with Scott. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, exactly. She's like, can you come upstairs for a second? I'm like, ugh. Oh, and I'm like, you know, like humming and, uh, you know, yeah. very inconvenient. What do you want oh, now? Exactly. I was so inconvenienced to just like, can't you wait till <sighs> I respawn? Yeah, right. So I also looked like death. 
Like I'm wearing like pajama shorts and and like a tank top and it's too tight and there's stains on it. I'm sure. Would you um, want it to, to be dressed up in that moment? Well, if I I'll, can cut you off and ask that question. Well, I'll tell you why. Okay. Okay. Uh, in a sec. You, okay. So I come in my I've got bed head and it's a disaster. I just look like a bag of shit just walking through. <laughs> <the road. laughs> she there's filmed, my baby daddy. The, she's thinking in her mind. She filmed there's it. The there's man the I guy. love. She filmed it. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, it's not like you would have known. So, so I walk in and I'm yeah. like, what now? And I'm like, but we have a we have a joke where I'm like a running joke between what us now? that I'm always inconvenienced by literally everything she asks me yeah. for. Uh, so I go, I'm like, honestly, what now? And, and she's like, look to the left. And I look down and on the bed, she had put a little onesie and it said like dad, dad mini. Aww. And then it had the pregnancy test along the middle of it. Cute. So it was super sweet, super cute. And I was like, well, I feel like a turd. <laughs> <laughs> like, even though I was joking and she knows yeah, I'm joking, yeah. it still was like, if I had known, I probably would have run in and like, you know, grabbed her and, and it would have been a, I mean, it was so happy and it was such an exciting yeah. moment. But um, I looked at her, I'm like, really? You're kidding? And, and then she's, she's like, yep. And then she started bawling and, yeah. and that was uh that was That's 16, nice. 17 years ago. Feels like she's been pregnant for that long. <laughs> she, for you? For what me. about for her? Well, I, listen, it, I'm the important one here. So it's definitely <laughs> definitely been a long run for me. But we found out very early. Okay, so it yeah. really, truly does feel like she's been pregnant sure. forever. Sure. Yeah, yeah. When is this going to be? When are we wrapping this up? Soon, here? right? Yeah, Co- in the next soon. couple months. Uh, yeah. So uh, beginning of March is the uh, is the official due date. But um, even her doctors are saying you're probably going to be early just right. based on growth and everything like mm-hmm. that. Positioning of the baby, all that stuff. So uh, they're saying probably going to be closer to like mid-February. Oh, so. interesting. Oh, maybe yeah. a Valentine's baby. Maybe a Super Bowl baby. Or a Super Bowl baby. <laughs> I'd take a Super Bowl baby. I'm That'd thinking Valentine's. You're like, Super Bowl baby. <laughs> I'll be in Arizona. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. If it, if it guarantees the Bills win the Super Bowl, then, uh, then I will insist that she delivers on that day. Um, okay. So since you mentioned it, Quickly, the Bills, you weren't here this week to talk about what happened. I mean, mm. wasn't that... Were you actually watching the game? I was. And? It happened so fast that I didn't even know what happened. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it it just was completely normal. A completely normal play. And I went, oh, okay. And then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, there's a player down. You go, okay, we've heard that before. So funny i was the exact same way i didn't realize anything had happened because i saw the tackle but i did and i saw him get up that was when i sort of like went back to my phone or whatever and and then they said oh there's a player down and i thought great here's a perfect opportunity to take a pee yeah yeah same thing like i i think i flipped the channel and and then i came back from that and people are crying and they're on their knees and i'm like what the fuck just happened yeah it's great news by the way they say that damar hamlin is definitely making progress they said miraculous recovery over the last 24 hours and his the lights are on and he's home is what they said he's got full neurological yeah. ability even Crazy. asking like yeah who won the game that would yeah, be what right. i want to know too yeah. the, the, he's like well wait a minute he probably was even like well, what do you mean they they, they there's not not going to be a redo they didn't finish the game <laughs> yeah yeah what, they're not even going to reschedule it that's bullshit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i want that seed <laughs> so i i you know it's way too early to, to know if he's if he's going to have a, a career after this sure Uh, sure. but but what i love about these stories and you see it so much with bills fans that it's nice to see it happen when it comes back the other way Mm -hmm. um his gofundme that he had set up for the charity that he does um i think they had like a a modest like Like 15 20 thousand dollar goal yeah and then he was at twenty five hundred dollars 
Yeah, it was so small, so so small, and it was uh, it, it was it was for meals for kids, I think, something to that effect. And then now it's in the millions. Mm-hmm. So what has wow. happened with it, it started a few years ago, uh, and I, I think I can credit Bills Mafia for this. Was a player got injured playing against the Bills, and the Bills fans went to their charity and immediately started donating money. So within like twelve hours, that player who got injured. Uh, had all these donations to their charity and they were all from Bills fans who were saying like, you know, all the best. We hope you get better soon. Like it was a pretty, pretty crappy injury. So um, I think that that spawned a little bit of that generosity and that sort of camaraderie and and almost unionship between the fans and the players where it's like, hey, uh, you know, we want to do whatever we can to help. And, you know, it it, it sucks that it happens and it has to have a, a bad issue has to happen in order for them to say, Let's make a big donation. But, hey, it inspired a lot of money, and a lot of kids are going to get some help out of this. The, I think it's incredible. The worst thing about uh, – sorry, not the worst thing. I don't – that was a silly thing to say. I'm still thinking about what happened after the injury when the NFL hadn't quite decided mm-hmm. what to do, and they left those poor fucking broadcasters on the air. Mm-hmm. And yep. and you could see they'd say something, and then they'd be like <sighs> – Actually, wait. Uh, I don't know if I should have said that. And and you could see the the host uh, back in New York, like, well, you know, I mean, the game was going really well till then. What did you think of it? And, and they're like, you know what? Now's not That's the time awkward. to talk about the game. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, well, this is our job, and and there was no protocol for how to deal with that. And the NFL hung them out to dry those broadcasters. So kudos to them because I thought they handled it the best they could, and they learned on the fly the severity of it. Should just have a backup episode of The Simpsons ready to go at all times. <laughs> One that's not aired. It's just a special episode <laughs> in case special. something happens. Yeah. The uh, and you know this from from working in broadcasting. How many times, especially we've talked about this on on this podcast about in TV where you get the stall, 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 sure. because you haven't hit the time yet. Yeah. So when you've got analysts who are like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> You're like, it's like, oh, oh fuck, no. okay, well, that's great. I guess yeah. I'm just on my own here. Thank right. you. How was traffic on the way over? Like you're now as a broadcaster yeah. expected to. Stall, 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 stall. Fill time, fill time. That's another phrase that they use often uh, in the headsets. Yeah. They'll be told from the producers, you've got 30 seconds, you've got a minute. Um, in this case, they're like, well, you've got forever. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know how long you have, yeah. and you've got to fill it. And, and, you know, that is a really rough spot for everybody to be in because yeah, is. there is no. There's no protocol, really. No. And you don't know when this is going to end, so you don't know what to say. And then when, you're, when your analysts are like, hey, I really, I just don't want to discuss this, you're like, oh, well, then I have no other things to talk about. Yeah, back to you. Where's the Simpsons? <laughs> <laughs> Put that on. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're low on time here, so I just want to mention quickly, first off, congratulations to everyone involved. The first Canadian zero-emissions vehicle debuted at the Consumer Electronics Show yesterday. It's called the Aero Project, and it looks really, really cool. It's like a an even more futuristic looking Tesla, but it's made and developed and designed in Canada. So that's great. It's the first time in a hundred years there's been a Canadian car line. That says a lot. That's, that's great. cool. I love all the Canadian, uh, all the Canadian companies that, and that are being praised at the CES this year too. There's a few of them. There's a lot. Uh, I want to run down just a couple of the things that are coming at a CES. First off, BMW has unveiled finally their color changing car. In other words, you can drive a, a white vehicle. And when you get sick of a white vehicle, change the color to orange. Feeling a little uh, a little festive as Team Canada plays in the, the World Junior Hockey Championships? Make it a red car. You can change the color. And I, 
One thing that I one one thing of note on this is like imagine this gets into the hands of someone who likes to do bad things. Mm, that's exactly what I thought. Was that what you were thinking? Thing because I'm just thinking about like you know uh, the thief took off in a red no a yellow no a white no I don't know. <laughs> that's precisely what was you in know? my head. Or like an abduction. Unfortunately, we don't know the color of the car because it changed like seven times on the scene. Like I I don't. Those are the things that I think of automatically. And maybe that's bad. I think of the bad things, but 911, I do. Nine one one. What's your emergency? Yeah, there's a car that's spinning out of control yeah. and and it's cutting people off like crazy. Okay, describe the vehicle. It's a white vehicle and it's got a it's a blue vehicle and it's got a wait did you say white or blue no sorry it's red hang on wait they're like is this the same car yeah <laughs> or is this does it fleet? come with a trunk full of coke and a getaway driver too like i just feel like this is a bad idea a bad bad idea okay what about this we now have an oven that will allow you to live stream your food while it's cooking <laughs> so stupid. i don't hate it though because and here's why when you open the oven to check on something and sometimes it's best to check that way because when you have the oven light on, you can't really see what's going on there. So you open the oven door and then what happens? Talk about fixing a problem that doesn't... It's a stupid first world yeah, issue. Yeah. Yes. But when you open the oven door, all the heat yeah. is let out and yeah. then it doesn't cook properly. Maybe. Potentially. Okay. Dave and I, though, are actually very competitive in the kitchen because for those who don't know, Dave is an exceptional cook. And I like to think of myself as a, an improved cook. Sometimes I'll just text Dave out of the blue and be like, look at this fucking roast. Doesn't that look great? And he'll text me and say, check out these fucking uh, jalapeno poppers that I just smoked. Wouldn't it be great if you could just watch the live stream? Here's the link to the roast I'm making right now. You Oh, like shit. You could share a link. You can yeah. really go ahead and watch it. I don't know if I want to watch other people's food. I, 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 I could, again, I can see the practical nature of it of like or lazy people will love it because they're like, I don't want to get up and check. I'll just check my phone. That's that's who I think this is for, right? Do you think it's mainly for that? Uh, yeah, I think okay. so. It was like those uh, those uh, f- I forget what company did them a few years back at CES. I think was where it was debuted. Were the refrigerators that you could see in without opening the door? Yes. Knock knock fridge. Is that what it's called? It's called, yeah. I mean, that's what I call it. But yeah, you can you knock. <laughs> that on- just makes up a name like I'm no, supposed to know what it was. You idiot! It's a knock knock fridge. Well, it is. You knock on it, and then the gla- <laughs> and then it lights up inside, so you can see the inside. They're very cool. Do you have one? I don't have a knock knock. No, I didn't go that route. What did you do? You have a fancy fridge? I have a, I've got a nice you see a Bosch kitchen. <laughs> I just, yeah, it's just dumb. It's all like Bosch stuff though. I didn't go with it. The knock knock. I don't think they have one of those, but that's why I call Is it. Is it one that makes like the, uh, the list for you? No, I don't have that. You no, no, that no, 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 no. You ever no. seen that? The refrigerator that, that will tell you yes. like you're low on blueberries. Like, the problem you is you, ha- you know that? the problem is you have to place <laughs> everything in a certain spot in there. And I feel like life is so crazy. Like I'm not going to spend the time to be like, put this on the blueberry tray or the egg. And I don't know. That seems like you're a waste yelling of time. at your kids and <laughs> put their juice in the fridge. Like, no, that's <laughs> where the apples go. Exactly. <laughs> no one wants to worry about that. How does this sound? There is a huggable anti-anxiety pillow that mimics breathing. It's almost like you'd be sleeping. I mean, I hug a pillow when I'm sleeping. I have. uh, Yeah, I do too. There's three pillows on my bed. I'm a pillow hugger too, actually. There's the pillow that I lay on, the pillow that I hug, and the stupid decorative one that I have to take off every time I want to get into bed. The, The huggable one, though, that one, imagine if it was warm and it mimicked breathing, like you were snuggling up against somebody. That creeps me right out. Can I just say I hate that? Really? You want? I don't want my pillow to breathe. Yeah, well, it's not breathing. Little... It just has the. <laughs> Could you imagine you woke up in the middle of the night and you heard it whisper to you, like, <laughs> like yeah. kill them all? <laughs> like, 
That's my, uh, some, what, what the fuck? Uh, somebody's hacked my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants in on everything. I, I, hey, I'm happy if this helps people who truly have like anxiety issues that they need this. So I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to harp on that. Maybe this is very useful for people, but it's creeping me right out. I don't want that human. I don't need a uh, pillow to breathe. Attribute? I'm I don't even know good. The word. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't like cuddling. I don't like touching while I'm sleeping. Okay. Right. So yeah, like yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll build a yeah, yeah, goddamn yeah. pillow fort around me if I need to. Yeah. Um, I don't like when my dog's touching me yeah. while, I, while I sleep. So. Oh, I'm good with the dog. It's just the dog's the only one I it's want like sleeping a, with me. A damn little furnace, like like it's like one of those <laughs> like little heaters you you can put on your belt, and he just sits there against my back, and I'm like that one spot's going to be so gross and sweaty. Stop it. Um, <laughs> but I, I I don't I don't think I want my my pillow doing that. Uh, it, do do they go like next level realistic where it's like every so often it shoots an elbow into your ribs or something like that you're like oh <laughs> son of a bitch ow yeah. <laughs> or it's oh, like you're yeah. laying there and all you hear is a <laughs> like oh I guess they wanted it to be lifelike <laughs> last one is and, and everybody's ripping on this but Kat actually sees the upside it's a self-driving stroller Baby hear, stroller. Hear it out, Dave. A oh, self-driving no. baby stroller. What could you go wrong? You guys are about to have a baby. This is exciting. First, and this is also a Canadian company, by the way. It's a baby gear startup, so it's not like you can run to Babies R Us and buy this anytime soon. But the Glucks kind or Glucks kind, um, that's the name. It's the Ella AI-powered smart stroller. And it just won numerous awards for being very cutting edge in the stroller field, which I'm sure it's hard to come up with new ideas for strollers, (laughs) but it is a smart stroller. So much like, uh, you know, delivery robots and things like that, there is a motor system that's similar. However, because I know it sounds, that sounds scary to a lot of people. Like people are just going to like remote control, walk their baby. No, No. you stick the kid in and send it over to grandma's. No, that's not (laughs) how it works. Shows up on your door. (laughs) So they say the stroller's onboard technology has sensors that detect objects around it but it's meant to serve as an extra pair of eyes and an extra set of hands so in other words you could watch the video for it it's actually really neat so let's say you're walking first of all it has a hill hill functions automatically in there you don't even have to set it but it'll know if you're going down a hill and if you let go it's going to stop that stroller from Uh going down the hill if you're going up a hill you usually have to push pretty hard it automatically senses you're going up a hill and it'll help you it'll assist you and put the wheels up oh that's like my lawnmower if, if let's say, kind of, if let's say, because this has happened to me before, actually, I was walking with my kids when my youngest was in a stroller, we were walking and my oldest was ahead on a bike and there was a car backing up about to hit her. I let go of the stroller because automatically I thought if anything, I knew that my little one was going to be okay. If anything, the stroller might knock over. Or you were like, first one's my favorite anyway. So. <laughs> so I ran ahead. And now and the you understand the Prince Harry and Prince William thing. <laughs> but, there you go. But automatically, um, the stroller would have sensed no one's around the stroller and it would have parked itself and not moved. Oh, so there's safety, fun- there's safety functions. But, but For, eh, not everything's a guarantee, though. I don't not trust a, all safety not functions. Not everything's a guarantee. It's also $3,300 oh, just okay. for the stroller. So you US. have to also keep US. So you have to, what is that, like five grand Canadian About at this that, point? Yeah. So you have to keep that in mind too. <sighs> Put I, it on your registry and see if somebody buys just it. See if it so happens, buy just see it, what yeah. happens. Um, I remember watching at a, a golf course, somebody had one of those uh, remote controlled uh power carts. Mm-hmm. Not, not the one you would drive. It's one that you put your bag on and it essentially just does it for you. I know. I love that. But- I also saw it go wrong. There was really? a yeah, it went down a hill. Yeah, <laughs> the guy's oh, guy has a nice bag of Titleists or whatever he had. <laughs> oh. 
And he's like oh. hitting the button at the top of the hill, and he's like, "Shit, shit, shit!" <laughs> and his clubs are just going down. And then I like, I don't know why he didn't think I'm That's just gonna great. run and grab it. He just trusted the technology, and it failed him. <laughs> so I'm like, "Well, that guy sucks." Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't imagine seeing a runaway golf bag like just. Well, I, I I don't know if Scott remembers this, but that you know, I was with him when it happened, and Scott Scott's sympathetic, but doesn't always. Uh, holding his reactions well. So this right. guy wasn't that far from us. <laughs> and and it, and it happened. And you hear the guy going, shit, 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 shit. And the, the thing <laughs> falls over and his clubs go flying out. And Scott <laughs> just goes, oh. <laughs> that sucks. Like, yeah. he did. That's what he's yeah. like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and this poor guy is just, like, just getting it from the gallery, right? <laughs> like, we're like, laughing at this and you're like oh that was dumb but the fact that he didn't like he didn't go and get it himself manually was like he fully trusts this technology to work yeah i don't know if i could do that with a stroller that's holding my child yeah i don't think i could ever fully trust it yeah you shouldn't shit 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 oh down it goes yeah you definitely shouldn't leave it leave it alone that's for sure yeah uphill downhill any hills anything's around yeah All right, guys, have a great weekend. We will be back Monday with another episode of After Nine. Apologies? Oh, apologies. Shit. Yeah. Shit, shit, shit. Oh, shit, shit. shit. I accept your apology. Uh, To anybody who has ever played Call of Duty against Scott, uh, we apologize to you, and then we say sorry to anybody that Scott might have cut off with his go-kart on the 401. Uh, We should also say sorry to Prince (laughs) William because we bet our life savings on Harry in a fist fight. We should also say sorry to people with piss fetishes. Also to people (laughs) who have, uh, you know, non-creative ways to tell their partner that they are pregnant. We are sorry. Uh, We also want to say sorry to people who wanted to have color-changing cars. We just don't think it's a good idea. Uh, Also, people with fancy fridges, we owe you an apology. Sorry to the guy who we laughed at for your, uh, your golf cart flying down the hill. Uh, and finally, we apologize to Mike Tyson, not for any reason in particular, but simply just because it's a good idea. See you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. At his forthcoming book, Prince Harry claims that Prince William once knocked him to the floor during an argument about Meghan. Ooh. Apparently, the fight happened at the Buckingham Waffle Palace. <laughs> a baby gear startup company this week unveiled a $3,300 self-driving stroller previously All the self-driving strollers on the market only worked on hills. There are so many new products on display, including a self-driving stroller that's powered by artificial intelligence. The only question is, will it be a billion-dollar lawsuit or a trillion-dollar lawsuit? Here's a weird new product they just unveiled at the CES show in Las Vegas. It's called Uscan. This is a sensor that connects to an app on your phone that analyzes your urine to track how healthy you are or aren't. They're saying it's the most technologically advanced way to accidentally drop your phone in the toilet ever. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.